If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance card. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. I got a lot of news to discuss. Got a guest coming on later on the show. First time in a while for that one. Want to talk about last night's game? Want to talk about injuries? I don't know, a lot to talk about. So it's Tyreek Hill. Injured. Not happy about that. Watched that last night. I have him in like five different leagues. And when you saw him pull up with the hamstring, it was, that was no good. No bueno. No bueno. He will undergo an MRI. Here's the good news. The good news is, well, there's good news on two fronts. One, he wanted to try to stay in the game, which I like to hear, right? Because if it was really that bad, there was no way he would even give that a go. Secondly, he's on bye this week anyway. So... I, I literally pray to the fantasy gods that he will not miss any time. Okay, I will. But if he does, it's a, it's a big loss. And it's not the only one. A lot of guys got injured in that game last night. Right? Damian Williams, injured. Right? With a rib injury. LaShawn McCoy, injured. Tyreek Hill, injured. I mean, that is just not a good game. Speaking of not a good game, there were some players in last night's game who didn't have a great game, and we will discuss. We will discuss. I thought that the, we can talk a little about Philip uh, Rivers' at terrible game and Mike Williams' terrible game in just a, just a second. I still want to get uh, keep on with the Chiefs. So if you have Chiefs and Chargers in your lineup, next week is a big week off for you, plus the Vikings and Cardinals. So 
We're hoping to see Damian Williams. We're hoping to see Tyree Kill. We're hoping to see those guys back in week 12. Okay? Looking at last night's game, I thought it was um, a very good win by the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs played some pretty good defense. I think Patrick Mahomes throwing 182 yards would have shocked anybody. But he, he ran for almost 60. I think the Chargers played pretty good defense against him. But, you know, when Williams and McCoy and Hill are all out of lineup mid-game, it's not easy to do this on the fly. Luckily, he had Travis Kelsey there who went 7 for 92 and a touchdown. That was lucky. And if he needed Kelsey in leagues, he helped you out. But I think more concerning was not, was not the Chiefs' side of the ball. It's the Chargers. There are a couple of things that really, really stood out to me. One, Phillip Rivers does not look very good anymore. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback, but I just don't think he looks the same to me. He's making a lot of mistakes. When have the Chiefs ever been one of those top defenses to cause a lot of uh, problems for opposing quarterbacks? Four picks? Come on. The Chiefs that good? I don't know. Some of those throws are a little sketchy. You're like, really? Did he just do that? Now, my bigger question is, why does he not throw the ball to Mike Williams? It is mind-boggling to me. So it's Mike, Mike Williams, like one for 26, right? About going into the very end of the game. And then he comes down with this 50-yard catch in the, in the middle of two defenders. And you're sitting there and go, why does he throw the ball to him more often? Every time he throws the ball, he's throwing to some dude named Moore or some, some dude named Patton. I mean, guys, I don't know. What is going on here? Who's calling these numbers? He's chucking the ball downfield to some dude named Patton. I, I mean, come on. When he's not throwing it to, to Mike Williams. What did Mike Williams do to piss off Phillip Rivers? Because you got to give this guy more targets. I mean, Austin Eckler is getting 473 targets a game. And deservedly so, by the way. He is their, clearly their best player. Clearly. I mean, what this guy doesn't do. He runs, he blocks, he catches. He does it all. Keenan Allen had a decent night. 8 for 71 and a touchdown. Hunter Henry seemed like he could not get his footing most of the night. 6 for 69. He's still a good player. Melvin Gordon wasn't great. And I don't know why they ever throw a ball in Melvin Gordon's direction. You have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Hunter Henry. Let's throw the ball to them, not to Melvin Gordon, who is not a great catcher of the football. I know he's done well in the past, but he's not a pure catcher of the football. He's not. He's not Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is, is awesome. Let me tell you this right now. If Melvin Gordon disappeared, the Chargers would be fine. Chargers would actually be better. They'd have Austin Eckler. They could get him five, seven more touches of the ball. They'd play Justin Jackson, and they'd be good. I promise you that. We saw them without, without Gordon at the beginning of the year. Did they lack? Did you sit there and say, Gino, Melvin Gordon would have made a difference. You don't remember saying that. That's how good Eckler was. I mean, I'm, glad, I'm sure they're glad to have Gordon back, but I don't think he's that special. 
I feel like this is a team on the decline. I do. They can't stay healthy. Phillip Rivers is on the decline. Right? I don't know. Just some uh, four and seven to me. And don't give me something that says, oh, they lose all their games in a close way. They, they do. But there's something to that. When you lose all these games in a close fashion, it's you. It's a you thing. All right, so it's a very frustrating game to watch. Second only to Booger McFarlane being absolutely the worst color commentator in the history of the sport. In the history. Dennis Miller was better on Monday Night Football than Booger McFarlane is. That guy just has no clue. I, I don't know. I don't know why they have him out there. He's terrible. I can't imagine anybody saying anything good about that telecast. It's not. And do I need the game in Mexico? I don't know. Just feel felt like, why do I need these games there? I, I guess it makes sense for the Chargers because the Chargers' home games are like away games anyway. I, I don't know. I, I'm just uh, not thrilled with that either. So big loss last night for some people. In Cliff, you had Tyree Kill. If you had Damian Williams. If you had Mike Williams. It, it may have cost you. Hopefully you had Eckler. Hopefully you had Kelsey. And you won. But now we move ahead. We move forward to week 12. And it is a crucial week. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the news. There's a lot of news to get to. And, of course, some waiver wire notes. Because this is a very critical week. And I'm going to show you how to balance it in the high-stakes scenario. Okay? And we'll do it right after this. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Dr. Roto with you here on fulltimefantasy.com. Enter the promo code ROTO50, and we'll give you 50% off your first two months. Okay, some news. Um, T.Y. Hilton still could play, still could play on Thursday. This game was Sunday. He'd 100% play. He would 100% play on Thursday, on Sunday. But Thursday, I say he plays, but it's close. He always plays well against the Texans. So looking forward to seeing him out there. Hopefully he plays. Juju enters the league's concussion protocol. I don't know. This guy's a mess. Deontay Johnson's got a concussion. Juju's got a concussion. He's got a knee injury. I don't know. I think it's looking like a James Washington week. Just a little Jimmy, little Jimmy, Jimmy Washington there. I like him. I like James Washington this week a lot. James Conner. There's a lot of reports out there uh, that says that uh, Conner's not going to play against the Bengals. I don't think he plays. Hopefully, uh, Benny Snell plays. That would be pretty good. Get Benny Snell back there. A little Snell-Samuels combo. That's fine. That'll work. So, a um, couple of big pieces of news. One, Rob Gronkowski, according to ESPN's Mike Reese, has no plans to return to football this year. Okay? Gronk wouldn't rule out the possibility of returning in the future. I wouldn't say never coming back, he told ESPN. 30 years old. I'm young. I stay fit. Watch the game. I'm feeling good, but, you know, maybe I need a year off. Maybe two years off. I don't know. You know what? I give Gronk a lot of credit. You left when you were the best or close to it. You got a boatload of Super Bowl rings. You're a Hall of Famer. You've done everything. Do you need to come back? I know you want to come back, right? We all want to come back. We want to do it. But do you need to do it? I don't know. Tom, he's not going to come back when Tom Brady's not there. So it's all a question of how many years does Brady have? Brady might say, hey, dude, one more swan song. Let's do it. I don't know. I don't see it. I know a lot of people picked up Rod Gronkowski thinking maybe he was going to come back. I don't see it this year. And even if he comes back, I don't know if he's a difference maker. This uh, Patriots offense is sketchy to me. Sketchy at best. Okay. Mark Walton. If you were waiting on Mark Walton, wait no more. Good night, John boy. It's over. 
Fox Sports' Andy Slater reports Mark Walton was arrested Tuesday morning. Walton is accused of punching his five-week pregnant girlfriend several times in the face and head after he, they discovered he was the father. Don't most people, like, hug the woman and say, I love you? This guy is smashing her in the face. He was already on a four-game suspension for being a bad boy, and the Dolphins just cut him. And rightfully so. This guy obviously has issues. You may not want to be the father. I, I watch Murray Povich every now and then at the gym. When they go, you are the father. I don't see anybody slapping the woman. That's just crazy. You may not be happy about that, but you don't go and punch her in the face. I got to get some anger management there, dude. So if you've been holding Mark Walton like I have been in many leagues, feel free to cut him. And cut him with malice. Because that's just wrong. And there's no way this dude is playing in the NFL anytime soon. Anytime soon. Okay? This is a, this is a career ender. And it's sad because he actually showed some juice earlier this year. I liked him. Looked pretty good. You're like, oh man, he looks pretty fast. And now he's on his fast, he's on a fast ticket to go to jail. Big idiot. All right, Kalen Balaj gonna be there starting the rest of the year. How do you feel about that? Oh. Can't feel good about that. Balaj is terrible. Good we uh, revenge narrative game, by the way. Miami's playing the Cleveland Browns. You know who's going to have a big week, right? Jarvis Landry's going to have a big week. You know Jarvis Landry wants to stick it to the Dolphins. If there's ever a time that he goes 8 for 80 in a touch, this may be it. I think even Beckham's going to make sure that Landry gets the ball. So I do like him a lot. All right. <clears throat> I want to talk about something that is critical. This is absolutely critical if you play in high-stakes leagues. Okay, so I want you to I want to read one of the rules that we have in the Fantasy Football World Championship and the online championship. Okay, teams may acquire players not on any roster within their league, with one exception. Players cut during week 11 free agent bidding and week 12 free agent bidding may not be reacquired by any team. This is done to minimize potential collusion. I think this rule is going to hurt a lot of people this year. Now, firstly, I think it's actually a good rule. It's just a bad rule this year. Because you have four teams on bye week in week 12 who are really good. No Chiefs, no Chargers, no Vikings, no Cardinals, no Dalvin Cook, no Stephon Diggs, no Kyler Murray, no Kenyon Drake, no Christian Kirk, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. I could barely field a team in a couple of leagues. I could barely field a team. So here's the problem, okay? 
For example, I've got Ty Montgomery in a team who I would love to cut because this guy's not very good at all. But if I cut Ty Montgomery, there's an issue because I have Le'Veon Bell. Should Le'Veon Bell not play anymore at any point, I would like to have Ty Montgomery and Bilal Powell. But if I cut him now, I can't get him back. And nobody else in the league can get him back either. So it makes for a very tough waivers week. Very tough. Because you have to play for this week. But at the same time, you've got to look to the future. Mark Walton, easy to cut. That's a no-brainer. Ty Montgomery, not a no-brainer. Right? Who won people leagues last year? Chad Schrader won last year because of Damian Williams. Damian Williams was a huge pickup at the end of the year. And a lot of guys would have cut Damian Williams because, ah, he's the third running back. Well, he was the third running back who became the first running back on the best team, best offensive team in football. So you've got to be very, very careful this week if you play in a high-stakes league with who you cut. Now, home leagues, we don't usually have these problems. By the way, it's not a bad rule to have in the playoffs. I would think in a home league, anybody who's cut during the playoffs should never be allowed to be picked up by any other team. Weeks 14, 15, 16, they're lost. I could even argue that you may not even want to make moves during the playoffs. But in my league, we changed that. I think we're allowed one move a week. Because people do get injured. It is football. Right? We get that. So I need you guys to be very, very careful when you cut a player in high-stakes leagues right now. Just know when you cut them that you can't get them back. And are you okay with that? Some You're going to have to be okay with that. There's no options. Not changing the rules now. Right? Not changing the rules now. So think long and hard about the guy that you're cutting. Could he be useful the rest of the way? If he is, maybe you don't want to cut him. Okay? But I know you want to make the playoffs so we can't leave you with nothing. It's a delicate balance. So when we come back, I will give you some players on the waiver wire who are worth the money. Because I don't want you spending on guys who aren't. All right? And you know what I'm going to do it? I'm going to do it right after this. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, do you want to light the lamp on DraftKings and fan duel this NHL DFS season? If you do, and I know you do, then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you're playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Okay? Where millionaires are made. Okay, let's get to the waiver wire for this week. And let's look at some of the quarterbacks here. First, there is Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen for the Denver Broncos probably is going to start the remainder of the year. And I don't think there's a lot out there for quarterbacks. I don't. I thought he played pretty well against the Vikings. But he, t- but he plays the Bills this upcoming week, which is a very bad matchup. It is. It's a very bad matchup. And I don't know. But if you need a guy in a two-quarterback league, he's probably still out there. You might want to look his way. Sam Darnold. He's a guy I would absolutely pick up. 
He's got a very easy schedule. He's got the Raiders. I don't know if I call the Raiders easy, but the Raiders are more generous against the pass than they are against the run. And then he's got Cincinnati and Miami. So a couple of good weeks coming up there for Sam Darnold. If you can get him, I like him. What about Nick Foles? We talk about Nick Foles every week. I've mentioned to you how good his playoff schedule is. Nick Foles is a tremendous playoff schedule. And he's he, it's a possibility he could be out there in your league. Daniel Jones. The Giants have an interesting schedule because the Giants have a very hard schedule followed by an easy schedule. And here's what I mean. Okay? They have Chicago in week 12. 12. That's ugly. Then he's got Green Bay in week 13. That's not good. But then they've got the Eagles, Miami, and Washington. Think you can play Jones in those three weeks. So you got to put up with him for the next two weeks to get to those final three weeks. And then if he can get to those final three weeks, you're onto something there. The Eagles have a good defense, but they can be beaten. I don't know why the Patriots didn't do a better job of it. I think the Giants will score against the Eagles. Okay, so he's an interesting player to me. I don't want you to pick up Dwayne Haskins. This guy's not very good. And I think we discussed yesterday that I don't think he's long for the NFL. I really don't. I don't know how, the, how long the Redskins can stay with him. I like Ryan Tannehill, though. What's interesting about Tannehill is that defenses go to stop Derrick Henry, which means that Tannehill always has a slight advantage. Plus, he's mobile. The problem is, is that offense is, is directed around Derrick Henry and 20 touches. So that's the big problem, is that Tannehill's never going to throw 45 times. But it could happen. Could happen. How about Baker Mayfield? Is it possible that he was dropped in your league? Let me take a look at Baker Mayfield's schedule moving forward. I think it's actually pretty good. He's got Miami. Check. At Pittsburgh in what's going to be like the craziest game ever. And I don't know if he's going to survive through that game. Then it's Cincinnati and Arizona. Wow. So three of the next four games of Baker Mayfield, you're all in. Now, week 16 against the Ravens, ugly. But week 12, week 14, week 15, we like them. I mean, Miami, Cincinnati, and Arizona doesn't get much better than that. My only problem, my only problem is that Nick Chubb could be so good against Miami, Cincinnati, Arizona that Baker Mayfield doesn't have to do that much. But these are weeks that he should get 250 yards or more and two to three touchdowns. So I think those are the quarterbacks you're looking at. I am not digging Kyle Allen right now. He was terrible. Terrible. And let me ask yourself this question. All right, Kyle Allen fans, let me ask you this question. You drafted Will Greer, who I kind of like from West Virginia. He's a pretty good player in college. Don't you think... The Panthers want to see what Will Greer can do at some point this season. 
once they're out of the playoff hunt? I don't know. I'd like to see what he could do. If Kyle Allen has another really bad week against the Saints this week, just a horrific week, is it inconceivable that Will Greer plays a couple of games down the stretch? He's certainly playing Week 17. But could he play Weeks 15 and 16 if they're out? It's possible. I don't think it hurts McCaffrey. Nothing hurts McCaffrey. Would it hurt DJ Moore and Greg Olson and Curtis Samuel? Yes. 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 And this is the funky time with fantasy football. So let me give you a for instance, and let me scare you now. And I don't mean to scare you, but what I'm going to say should scare you a little bit. If you own Saquon Barkley right now, I would have to say to you, it's 50-50 that he finishes the season. If I'm the Giants and my team is so bad, which it is, right? And now I'm going to play Green Bay and Chicago over the next two weeks. So right now, my record is 2-8, and eight, and there's a real good chance that I'm going to be 2-10. and 10. Why would I even play Saquon Barkley? Would I just shut him down? Remember, running backs only have a certain amount of time before it all turns bad. Do I play Saquon through week 15 or 15 and then shut him down to week 16? Is it, Im- is it impossible to think? Is it impossible to think that Wayne Gallman is going to be the starting running back in week 16? Crazy, right? But it's possible. Now, look, I'm a Giant fan. I want to see Saquon. But at the same time, I don't. I want the Giants to get a high pick. If it means the Giants go 2-14 and and Saquon sits and stays healthy and comes back next year, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Do you think think there's a difference in my mind whether the Giants go 2-14 or 3-13? None. I, I could care less. We're even four and twelve. Ah, oh, the Giants went four and twelve. Great job, guys. Oh, they went two and fourteen. Yeah, great. It's all crap. You either make the playoffs or you don't make the playoffs. If you don't make the playoffs, I want a high draft pick. Don't pick nine when you could pick three. I'd much rather the Giants have the third pick in the draft than the nine. The third pick might actually get a, give them some draft capital. Maybe make a trade. Maybe get a player they need. At three, they're going to get somebody. Maybe somebody trades up. Maybe somebody wants Joe Burrow. Maybe somebody wants, I don't know, Chase Young. I don't know. I want the higher pick. I want the impact player. So if that means shutting down Saquon, because I don't know, maybe he's got a quote-unquote, bad ankle. Maybe he's got a bad ankle. It's like the A.J. Green. Let's just shut A.J. Green down. What's happening there? Isn't that the smart move? You just can't tell everybody what you're doing because people pay a lot of money. People pay a lot of money for these seats, so you can't tell people that. Right? 
I pay a lot of money for my giant seats. I don't, but I, I would if I did. And you want to see Saquon. Where I bring my kid to a game and I want to see Saquon and not Wayne Gallman. I get that. But as a giant fan, honestly, I don't need to see Saquon. I've seen him. He's fantastic. Bring him back next year. Let's start over again. Give me a healthy Sterling Shepard. Give me a healthy Evan Ingram. Give me Danny Dimes for another year. Give me Saquon. Now fix the defense. I want that. That's what I want. Seeing Saquon play against the Eagles in week 14, I don't care. Not affecting my life one way or the other, except my fantasy life. Seriously, except my fantasy life. So, think about when you're picking up some guys on the waiver wire, who's going to be shut down? Is Wayne Gallman a good pick? Yeah. Let me ask you another question. What if the Ravens continue playing at this high level? Maybe week 16, Mark Ingram takes it, you know, only plays like eight carries in week 16 and week, I mean, week 17 doesn't play at all. And then we, they play Gus Edwards, right? Maybe Gus Edwards is a good pickup right now. I assume he's on most teams, but what if he's not? Right? What about Malcolm Brown? I think he's a good player because he's obviously Todd Gurley's backup, not Daryl Henderson. Brown scored that touchdown this week. How about Niam Hines if you don't trust Jonathan Williams or Jordan Wilkins? Hines could have an impact this week, especially if they're losing to the Texans. Okay? A lot of guys out there. I want you to be thoughtful with your waiver wire pickups. All right, we're taking a break. I'm coming back with Jamie Eisner. He's a fantasy sports analyst for Sports Illustrated and the Draft Network. I'm back with him right after this. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back in. Dr. Roto here with you, full-time fantasy. Remember, check us out at fulltimefantasy.com. Enter the promo code ROTO50 for 50% off your first two months. Very happy to have a new guest with us. I haven't spoken to him, but I know him. I know he works for Sports Illustrated and the Draft Network. He's a fantasy sports analyst. His name is Jamie Eisner. What's up, Jamie? How are you? Doing great. How are you today? I'm doing well. We were talking some waiver wires before, so let me ask you this question. I was discussing the fact that the Giants, for example, could shut down Saquon Barkley over the coming weeks, and all of a sudden Wayne Gallman might be playing in Week 15 and 16 in championship weeks. Do you think that's out of the question to see something like that? No, and actually it's probably the smart move. The Giants aren't playing for anything right now. Saquon is clearly hurt. I mean, if you've watched him play the last two games, you know there's something wrong here. That talent didn't just go away. It didn't dissipate. He's hurt. He came back too early. I remember he was, we were talking like six weeks, four to six weeks for his injury, and he missed only three games and came back. And look, the Giants aren't playing for anything. Uh, I picked up Wayne Gallman in one of my leagues, hoping that, you know what, maybe in the fantasy playoffs or fantasy championship, I have a legit low-end RB1 or RB2 of Saquon Barkley sitting out. Yeah, that's true. They have a very good schedule. We talked about the next couple of weeks. You know, Daniel Jones has uh, Chicago and then Green Bay, and that gets a lot easier. So let me ask you about Daniel Jones. Do you like how he looks? Do you think that's, looking back retrospectively, has he been a good draft pick for the Giants? It's, t- it's tough to say. I think he's been better than what people expected. Uh, I, I, you have to hope that the turnovers don't become a perpetual problem for him, that he has to deal with the rest of his career. That's maybe like a rookie jitters thing. But he has flashed at a level I did not expect him to flash at as a rookie. Uh, and so far, I've watched the Giants pretty closely. Uh, I'm impressed so far. I don't think you can knock the pick anymore. We'll have to see what he does in year two, but I don't think you can knock that pick anymore. Speaking of guys who may not have flashed, Dwayne Haskins looks like he's just clearly not ready. If you're the Redskins, at what point do you pull the plug? Or do you still think maybe you're missing, maybe I'm missing something? Do you like him? No, I haven't seen anything from him so far that makes you really even optimistic. Uh, you know, you hate to 
he had to be so down on a guy only the few games into his career, but but he does not look good at all. And I don't know if the new regime that's going to be there. I be I don't imagine Callahan's coming back for for next year after being the interim. Uh, I don't know if the new regime is going to go with Dwayne Haskins. All the reports were there was a true split in the front office of the Redskins about whether or not they should take Haskins. I could, I know that we haven't seen a lot of it, but I could see another Josh Rosen, Arizona situation here where they're back in the draft looking for another quarterback. And that might be the best thing for the long-term future of Terry McLaurin though. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. McLaurin's a good player. And by the way, I thought Darius Geis looked pretty good. You know, we haven't really seen him yet. This is his first real uh, time we've, we've got to watch him. Do you like his upside? Because I think there's some juice there. I do, too. It was really good to see him rumble up the sideline there in that 45-yard catch. Uh, just all the knee injuries this guy's had to deal with the last two years, just coming back and looking as explosive as he did early on. Uh, I, I worry he's going to split too much time for the rest of this season. He should get the lion's share at some point. He's clear, uh, I mean, as good as Adrian Peterson's been at points this year and in his career, Geis is the more talented player at his stage of his career. But I'm worried it's going to be a timeshare this year. But he's going to be a real popular pick next year. I'm, I'm not going to be surprised to see his ADP go skyrocketing uh, in the offseason, especially if Peterson doesn't return. All right, speaking of surprises, there were a couple of guys last week, Jamie, who out of nowhere just excelled. Firstly was Jonathan Williams, who, I mean, played well at Arkansas and hasn't done much in, in the pros. And, and Bo Scarborough, who played at Alabama, who all of a sudden looked like he uh, was Derek, the second coming of Derrick Henry. They're on the waiver wire this week in most leagues. I got to believe that they're out there in 98% of leagues. How much do you spend on firstly Williams and then secondly Scarborough? That, that's a tough one for me because I, I'm not trust that this Colts backfield is going to be as easy as everyone thinks it's going to be. I think we've learned this lesson with Detroit uh, in the first couple of weeks of it's not just sometimes you spend all your money on Ty Johnson and it ends up being literally anybody but Ty Johnson. Uh, it's a, it's a tough turnaround for for Williams here in this, this Thursday night game on the road. I, I would if I if I have Marlon Mack and I'm desperate and I really need help this week, maybe I'm a Dalvin Cook owner and he's on by. Uh, maybe I go half of my remaining budget for him. But the concern is going to be is I, I think I'd rather have Naeem Hines. I think the Colts are going to be behind in this game. They're going to throw a ton. Jonathan Williams at best is only going to be a two down back. Maybe Jordan Wilkins comes back from his ankle injury this week and that could muddy the waters in the backfield. I'm just not sure any of these three backs are going to provide you even RB2 low-end territory uh, while Mac is out. And then uh, for Scarborough, he's worth an ad to see, but like this Lions backfield has been a disaster. You know, it's, sometimes it's Ty Johnson, sometimes it's Paul Perkins, sometimes it's J.D. McKissick, but uh, I, just, I don't know if you could trust any of these guys going forward. If you're in a really deep league and, and you need like, like second flex help in an 18-plus team league, maybe, but... I can't see any Detroit running back finishing as a, as a top 35 back this week. Talking to Jamie Eisner, he's a fantasy sports analyst for both Sports Illustrated and the Draft Network. Jamie, I don't know if you caught it on Twitter, but Brian Hill was very unapologetic to his fantasy owners, not really caring about how he did. Um, would you play Brian Hill this week, or do you think Quadre Allison may get more run? Or what's your thoughts on the Falcons situation? Yeah, I'm avoiding the, the Falcons' backfield completely right now. The, last week was the week for Brian Hill. The Panthers have been pretty terrible against fantasy running backs all season. And look, if you told me he was going to get 16 touches against Carolina, I would have said, awesome. He's going to be you know, low-end RB2 territory, and I'm going to be excited. But he didn't look good on the ground. I know he got a touchdown call back late, but this was the week for him to perform. And you know, with the Saints and the Buccaneers' rush defenses on tap the next two weeks, even if Freeman misses both weeks, 
I, I don't think he's really playable. I don't think any Falcons running back. Did we lose Jamie? I think we lost Jamie. Let's hopefully, uh, let's, see, let's see if we can get him back. We either lost Jamie, we lost me. I don't know, but I think we lost Jamie. So hopefully we'll get him back as quickly as possible. But uh, I don't know if you guys saw that on Twitter, that Brian Hill was, went, was so disrespectful to fantasy owners. And he basically was like, I would care, but I don't. You know, it was just like an affront to all fantasy owners. And I, and I don't get it. I don't get it. I think that players have started to come around. I don't want to say that fantasy owners pay contracts, but we're fans. We're rabid fans. And we care. We care desperately about our teams. And we want our teams to be successful. And I'm sure that every Brian Hill fantasy owner out there wanted him to be great. Right? We wanted him to be great. And then he wasn't. So how about something like, sorry I let you guys down. I'll do better the next time. Right? Let's see if we can try to get Jamie back there. Right? That, that's something that I would rather do, say, right? Like, I'm sorry I'd let you guys down. I'm gonna, I'll do better when I play, you know, if I'm out giving give another shot. As, as opposed to, screw you guys, right? All right, Jamie, you back with us? Yeah, that was weird. I think some, uh, there's a storm rolling in here, so it kind of cut me off. Did you pay your phone bill? I did. I did. They're just, I guess, Mary, they're just mad. Maybe they're uh, Brian Hill owners that really wanted to, to play him the next couple of weeks. <laughs> exactly. You know, year, years ago when I, I used to do a midnight show, and every time I used to yell about Jerry Jones, all of a sudden my internet cut out. Cut out. <laughs> and I'm like, it must be a cowboy fan who's controlling my internet. It's killing me. All right. They're always listening. Exactly. <laughs> they are. They're, it's America's team. They're everywhere. All right, Jamie, let me ask you a question. Devin Singletary is one of my favorite young running backs, except Frank Gore comes in on the goal line. Josh Allen steals uh, carries as well, and they don't throw him the football. Can we play Devin Singletary? I think he's uh, more of a flex play going forward. This is a little, little scoop for you guys. He's going to be in my stock down uh, on Sports Illustrated tomorrow in my, in my stock watch column. I, I just have a lot of concerns about him going forward. I mean, he's... Like yes, he outsnapped Frank Gore by a bunch. He averaged five yards a carry, but he fumbled in this game twice. Gore's still being, like you said, Gore and Allen are still being used a ton in the red zone. Uh, he's got the third toughest remaining schedule for fantasy running backs, and he's got a Broncos team this week that just shut down Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook in their last. Uh, it's risky flex play at best going forward. It just it looks like we're gonna have to wait till 2020 before we can really feel confident about Devin Singletary. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I th Let me ask you this. If you had a draft right now for next year, what round would you take Singletary in, do you think? Uh, that, that's a tough one. Uh, I would say, assuming, let's say, Frank Gore's not back, they don't bring in any other backs of note, probably. I mean, I could see him in that fourth or fifth round. I could see him going up to that point. Uh, I'm not sure I would take him there, but I can understand the upside. Well, he's definitely a running back too, right? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. He's an RB2 in that scenario. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right. I'm watching Sunday night's game, Jamie, and Mitch Trubisky's hip didn't look so bad to me. And all of a sudden, the last drive of the game, his <coughs> hip hurt, and he comes out. Is Mitch Trubisky done in Chicago? It's certainly starting to feel like that. It really is. I mean, that uh, at least he didn't. Uh, at least Matt Nagy didn't do the whole Sean McVay, Jared Goff thing the week before, where he had to try to pretend like they had a package specifically for their backup quarterback and then a fake punt uh, instead of using their quarterback in the game. But uh, I don't know. I just, he's looked objectively terrible for most of the season. He's completely regressed. I know we hear all these rumors about Cam Newton going there, but I don't know how much Cam Newton has left either. I mean, I mean he hasn't been healthy for two plus years now. Uh, so uh, it just, it looks bad there, but my concern is that, you know, their GM tied his legacy to trading up one spot for Mitch Trubisky. Is he going to be willing to throw in the towel and eat that loss or is pride going to get in the way? And we're going to have to deal with another maybe half season of Mitch Trubisky being the starter in Chicago. Is there a player that you think moving forward that maybe nobody's talking about Jamie that you think might surprise I think a few people might be talking about him now after last week, but I've been really riding the Ryan Griffin train uh, at the tight end position. Uh, Everybody that was on the Chris Herndon bandwagon in the preseason and early in the season, I'm not sure why they haven't switched over to Ryan Griffin. He has been targeted in the red zone by Sam Darnold a ton. Uh, He caught another touchdown last week in a big game. He should have had a touchdown against Miami. He Calvin Johnson himself and dropped the ball uh, on the way to the ground uh, to catch another touchdown against the the Dolphins. We would have had, I believe, it would have been five touchdowns in four games. Uh, He's going to be heavily used. The Jets don't play anybody the rest of the season. You know, I think I think he could be a legitimate low end tight end one the rest of the way. A set it and forget it if you don't have one of the premier guys at the position. Well, let me ask you this. I, I agree with you on Ryan Griffin. That's a great call. Is Sam Darnold a guy, considering he's got the Raiders, the Bengals, and the Dolphins over the next three weeks, do we like him too? Absolutely. I, I think if you don't have yourself locked in a true QB1, I think Sam Darnold's going to be in that, you know, right around QB15-ish uh, for the rest of the season and maybe a little bit better than that. He's a great villain. All right, last question for you, Jamie. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're the general manager. Congratulations. We up, I upped your salary. Do you bring back O.J. Howard, and do you bring back Jameis Winston? Uh, no and no. Uh, I think Howard's done. I know they tried to trade him. Uh, they, they were looking for a first-round pick, didn't get it. Uh, it looks like he's done. I think Cameron Brate's the guy you want in fantasy going forward. Jameis, I don't know how long you have to give him to prove. I mean, he flashes, but you've had five years now, and he hasn't been the guy. I think I'd look elsewhere if I'd all possible. All right, outstanding stuff. Jamie Eisner, appreciate you coming on with us today. Thank, thank you for having me. All right, you got it. Talk to you soon. That was Jamie Eisner from Sports Illustrated and the Draft Network. And we'll have him on again uh, at some point soon. All right, guys, we're going to take our final timeout. When we come back, I'll drop some wide receiver names. Remember, I'll give you some more names tomorrow for Waiver Wire. This is a critical time of year. I think Jamie gave us a really good name. Ryan Griffin is a very good player. And Sam Darnold obviously likes throwing to the tight end. And that's a tidbit. All right, back with you right after this. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Good tune. Very good tune, by the way. All right. All right. Who's coming up next? Wager Talk. Teddy Covers, Ralph Michaels, live from Vegas. Stay, stay tuned for them, okay? Um, so, yeah, I, I like the Ryan Griffin call. I think that was good. I mean, he, he made my waiver wire list. I'll give you a couple of tight ends as well. I really am in on Noah Fant. I think this kid is absolutely legit, and he was overlooked in the beginning of the season. For my money, he may be better than TJ Hawkinson. Maybe Hawkinson has a better career. I'm willing to say that, but I think Noah Fant's a better player right now. Irv Smith, kind of like Irv. I think the more Irv Smith plays, the more you're going to like this kid. Good. Um, Cameron Brait, that's the guy you got to be on, on in. Bruce Arians has O.J. Howard and Shea Bow. Wow. That's right, the doghouse. It's over. It's over. O.J. Howard's career in Tampa, done. Cameron Brake goes in and gets 10 receptions. 10, not two, 10. 
Those should have been O.J. Howard's receptions. They're not. It's over. It's a charade. A charade. Whatever you want to call it. Charade. They don't like them. They don't want them. They wanted a first-round pick. They're not going to get it. They'll get a third-round pick from the Patriots. O.J. Howard will be a Patriot. And then you won't have to worry about Rob Gronkowski anymore. And Tom Brady will make O.J. Howard a Pro Bowl player. He will. That's what's going to happen. And then you're going to be like, he looks so good. Why? Because he's with a great quarterback and a good offense. And he doesn't have Jameis Winston throwing the football. It's amazing how good you can look when Tom Brady's throwing you the football. I could look like Lynn Swan if Tom Brady's throwing me the football. It's possible. A man can dream, can he? All right. But right now it's time to put away the insurance cards, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. I want to thank Jamie Eisner for coming on. Remember, you could read Jamie's stuff and my stuff at si.com backslash fantasy. All right? I will have my start sit up tomorrow. You're going to want to catch that. And, of course, check us out at fulltimefantasy.com. All right, guys. Remember, be smart about that waiver wire. When you cut guys, know who you're cutting because you may not be able to get them back. Wishing you a great day. This is Dr. Roto saying be well. Take care. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.